Welcome to Gotham Bougie Podcast, episode 102. 102. Yes. 102.1 Kiss FM. Oh, that was, was that Kiss? No. No, that was um, what The is Edge. KB was it the 102.1? No. 104.5 was, who fucking knows? That's 94.1 The Eagle. And then now it's 94.5 The Edge, which doesn't even exist anymore, which is very yeah. sad. They played closing 1? time like for three days. Q rocks. I don't know. Q102. Q102. Was that it? Okay. Maybe yeah. it was. Q102. Q102. Oh my God. That's like taking us back to our childhood. <laughs> Q102. Yes. Well, oh welcome to the show, everybody, by the way. You always walk in on random shit. Yes. But... Random shit. Yes. <laughs> 102. Oh my God. Uh, so I hope everyone's Thanksgiving went well. Yes, Thanksgiving week. We're recording right before Thanksgiving, but it'll be so after Thanksgiving when this comes what out. What will so. you have done, Mel? So I will. Well, I was telling you, I'm about to leave work today, and uh, Caitlin's coming home from Texas State, and I get the call, like frantic. Something just hit my windshield, and I'm like. Okay. Aren't you supposed to be going there soon? Uh, December 3rd and 4th oh, for her okay. ring. Yeah, she's coming home for Thanksgiving. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, is your car drivable? Yeah, but something about, I said, okay. Is your window shattered? No. So apparently something the size of a Coke can hit her windshield. So I, don't, I haven't seen it yet. So anyways, so that's why my, I guess I'll be doing that tomorrow. <laughs> um, I love that she calls you for everything. I wish, I wish my... I wish Cheyenne still called me for everything. She doesn't call me for everything anymore. She used to. Ashley she doesn't. Still, you know what she does now? But Because, you know, she's in her second to last semester of grad school. She's doing her clinicals. Yeah. In, mm-hmm. Intern. Clinicals and internship. She talks, yeah. she talks about being in clinic. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, so she's like super busy all the time. And I, I really kind of miss talking to her all the time. And what she does is she sends me a whole lot of information at once through fucking audio message we've talked about this. it <laughs> yes. used to be snapchat was which was pretty damn bad you know keep keep talking i'm gonna grab my water real fast yeah okay. yeah um it used to be snapchat was which was still pretty bad because you know the snaps disappear and if you if you're not prepared you have to have the volume up or you're going to miss the volume of the snapchat which i often did so i asked mm-hmm. her to stop snapchatting me everything so now she sends me audio message through iphone Mm-hmm. motherfucker i still have to lift up my phone <laughs> to listen to it and then it doesn't keep it either unless you have to click the button to keep, keep. Uh-huh. son of a bitch so i i did that back to her today and i was talking real fast because that's what she does too she'll send me a message and she's like okay so i'm in between i'm in, in between clinics whatever she says whatever the word is and i don't have time to talk right now but blah 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 blah, blah, blah. okay wow. <laughs> Because I asked oh. her about Adderall. Because, <laughs> <clears throat> oh, that's what I was going to tell you when we, I couldn't remember the fuck I was going to tell you, but I would, what I did write down on my notebook a minute ago when I was when trying, you were trying to backtrack. Remember? Yes, because, okay, guys, everyone, backstory, story time with Belle. I got on the call with Mel. We started talking about personal shit because there is some stuff that, you know, we're besties. We do talk about just between her and I. We don't tell everybody everything. Um, Mm -hmm. and we started talking about that and, but there was something I had wanted to talk about on the show that I was going to be like, Oh, by the way, my husband and I, something, uh, eh, could not fucking remember. She tells me, 
because yeah, yeah. Mel's sitting there talking and telling me stuff. And I'm like, stop, stop talking. Because <laughs> so I'm like, shh. <laughs> I was like, you couldn't tell, but I was putting my finger up to your mouth on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> but I realized that she couldn't see that my finger was over her mouth on the screen. So I had to move it up to the webcam thing. Shh. Anyway, yeah. what I wrote down when I said, oh, yeah, okay, I know what it was. What I wrote down was ADHD because I'm like, I think I may be fucking ADHD. We, we absolutely both are. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and so I was talking to Cheyenne about that. And I was talking to Isabel when she came in. She was like, mom, you very well may have like adult ADHD or ADHD. And I said, well. We, we may not have ADHD. We may just have the, the, just the attention deficit part of it. We don't have the hyper part of it. Hyperactivity, right. So ADHD. Right. So ADD. Mm-hmm. That's um, what Caitlin has. So I'm, I, but she was like, she was like, mom, you may very well. But I, I sat down at my desk and I was like, whatever, it's too late now. <laughs> I'm too fucking old <laughs> to deal with this shit now. So if I have ADD, ADHD, I don't fucking care. I, I ain't got time for that. So yeah, I've been told ADD. I have ADD because I just, it's not that it's just, I'm, I haven't been dealing with it for kid. 45 years now. So. Yes. Yeah. I'll be fine. It's just, I have, and it's not even that it's just, I have a lot of stuff going on at one time. Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm not focused. I just have a lot going on at one time, you know, you know, I wasn't expecting so like I'm leave, trying to leave work today. Like I was saying, Caitlin calls me at that. And then David's texting me. And then I'm yes. like, I gotta get home to record the podcast. I'm and the then same. I gotta, I'm oh. the same. Like, <laughs> you know, you so even, it's like Robert likes to sit and watch some TV and, but I'm usually need my phone because especially if I had a very busy day at work, if I had a very busy mm-hmm. day at work, then I didn't get to do the stuff like go over the grocery order or, um, look up the recipe for the dish I want to make or find the doctor appointment or, you know, all this other shit that I had needed to do on a personal level because right. I was busy at work. So then I have to do that when I'm sitting, you know, it's like, I'm not, Yeah. Not I may take a break and hit a TikTok, especially if you send me one, but I don't want him to think I'm like, I'm just surfing TikTok. I'm like, I'm doing all the shit oh my, God. my fucking brain. Sometimes I get cut, but he gets cut down the TikTok rabbit hole too. And I hear him over there chuckling to himself. What are you watching? And it's funny because he and I have very different TikTok tastes. Algorithms. Yeah. Yes. So like. He was like, oh, I like this one couple that like do pranks on each other. It's like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. So funny. I crack up at those things. They're so funny. I don't think they're that funny. And I'm just like, okay. And he he thinks they're hilarious. I I cracked up at the Santa Claus, though. It did crack me up. I crack crack up at some of these reaction videos. They they kill me. Um, Did you like the one that I sent you that was so freaking, it was so morbid, but it's so our humor. The girl dancing with her dad's picture wait no and probably- she goes dead on the inside and he goes she goes actually dead oh, and then sorry, they, this, guys. they chest down. bump they chest bump like we did <laughs> it's a video like we did wait i see now that you sent me something oh my god five motherfucker and my child sent <laughs> you sent me four and my child sent me two mother hell so basically what happens is if you see the tiktok of bell and i that bell and i do like um, 100% goth, 100% bougie, best friends, and we ch- we chest pump. Oh, yeah. Little girl's like dead inside, and she drops down, and then she has her dad's like picture like on a canvas and drops him down, actually dead, and then she chest bumps with her okay, dad. Okay, I'll like, have to canvas. watch that. I'm like, <laughs> it's okay. not funny, but it's funny because I'm just morbid. <laughs> and so now I'm like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. so now I want to get my dad's canvas and like. So this is the kind of thing that my child sends me, not my oldest, my youngest. It's a little pink. It's a bird. Do you see? Oh, 
Isabel sent you that? Yeah. Yeah. Sweet it's bird. Like cute, Hi, baby. Like that. And you send me murder reminds shit. reminds us of butter. <laughs> and I send you morbid shit, yeah. You send me murder shit, yeah. But I send you funny stuff, too. There was one today that I, I'm going to send you, and I kind of want to do it, but I, I'm like, oh, we talked about it. It's Angela Simpson. Remember that story, Angela Simpson? Huh? And the TikToks that use her sound of, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm motherfucking, I took that motherfucker upstairs. I beat his ass tortured and murdered him and she no, like, says okay. what do you mean the, the media acts like he can't walk i walked that him motherfucker down the street, could walk right walked him up the stairs the one that i saw i wanted to do so bad and it talked it says um me when uh the next motherfucker hurts my best friend yes do it and, and then it shows it shows like it shows the the woman who's talking at first that she's all sleek and put together and then she's all looking ratchet like she just murdered somebody not blood or anything <laughs> But just hair all fucked up, clothes disheveled, like, and she's like, like, like leaves in her hand. Yes, and you hear a man say, "So you you murdered him?" And she's like, "Hell yeah, I murdered that motherfucker." And I was like, "Oh, that's bad." <laughs> we said how that's not funny. Yes, but you should totally do funny. that because I'm going to duet it, and people, everyone needs to see it. So, oh, yes. oh man, I. I I watched it and I laughed. I thought, oh, but God, I did the story and it's really not funny. But then I kind of laughed and I couldn't help it. It's kind of funny. But that's who no, we are. It's that's like funny. I love it. I kind think that funny. you definitely should do that. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'll have, but I would have to do a disclaimer like, disclaimer, I do not think the real story of this woman <laughs> is funny at all. But, oh, geez. Yeah, so, back to, so, other than going to my mom's for Thanksgiving, I'll have David, um, tomorrow I'm going to go get him. We're going to go have some fun tomorrow afternoon. Cause I work till noon tomorrow. Nice. We go to my mom's for Thanksgiving. I'm picking up my grandmother. So I'll be doing some TikToks with her because she fucking goes viral. Cause I'm a TikTok creator yes. now. You so. need to do just your, your grandmother for real. So we, I, I need this other woman. She's, she's, she's got merchandise, all kinds of shit. It's her, it's her mother. And, um, she goes, mama. And she goes, her mom goes, what? And I scrolled all the way back to her first videos. And first they were just regular TikToks, but uh-huh. then the ones with her mom started taking off. And now that's all the TikTok is. So I want to try to get her to do the neon moon dance with me, or even the one where we have our Thanksgiving food. And how old is she again? She's 92. Whenever you do visit her, you need to do a lot of TikToks. Yeah. I'm going to try to do two tomorrow with her. The one that you get the food in front of you and you're like this. Yeah, yeah. Like with our Thanksgiving food. Um, yeah, I'm going to do some with her because we just have fun. And um, she's she's off for it too. She's hilarious. And she just has fun doing it. And, you know, her she's humor a little, is funny. You need to like ask her about. about that's like, where I get it from. Teenage years or like sex or some stupid question like that and oh my god she well it's because my grandfather her husband my grandfather was would always aggravate her like he's the one that would like walk by and always grab her tit or like <laughs> back around the ass you know so she's used to like that's why I have such a horrible sense of humor and like Robert inappropriate it's because of my grandfather yeah. so I was that around you know so yeah so um it's just we just have fun so we're gonna be with her and then um I have to work Friday and then I'll have David on the weekend. We're going to go see the new Ghostbusters. So, um, so like I had not even um, really seen there was a new Ghostbusters coming out until somebody said, oh, I'm seeing Ghostbusters. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? We yeah, I think Jesse posted about it. Because like, how did you? I didn't even know. I don't watch anything, the trailers or anything. I guess I need to watch like previews and shit. <laughs> 
Well, I'm gonna. It looks really good. One of the kids from Stranger Things sequel? is in it. Uh, yeah, they have some of the original guys in it. So okay. it's it's so basically it's modern day it's today and they go and apparently they inherit like um the car and stuff and so slimer's in it um the marshmallow man's in it so it looks really good so, so david somebody modern day inherits the car and then it and then they incorporate the family the, the family it's, it's the family of some of the like one of the original characters it's his family that inherits okay everything. and then they eventually bring in the original some of the original characters too yes okay yeah. gotcha oh yeah. that sounds so, like it might be kind of cute it looks really good so mm -hmm. um david and i are going to go see that this weekend at some point um available streaming i may i don't know a lot of them now you can buy streaming i get free tickets with the cinemark club that i'm part of so no i'm just i i, lo I love going to the movies and i i I just was thinking like with everybody being here this weekend, it might be, oh, yeah. it's not, you know, can do, it's not very easy to get to the movie theater living where I live, but yeah, that's true. We get the truck and all that shit. Um, we were well, talking about going to the movies. There's several, did you see, I ticked, I tagged you on TikTok on something. Some person just said, said I the even. only reason why you're only, you're single is because you're, you don't live in New Orleans. And I was like, there you oh, go. Uh, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I've had several guys reach out TikToks. to me from New Orleans, and I'm I always, like, every time um, I go check, I have like a backlog of like seven or eight TikToks I haven't looked at that you've sent me, and I'm like, God damn, I don't even know how to respond to them all because like, and they're so. It's like one of them I'll be like, <laughs> next one I'm like, oh, that's fucked up, and the next one I'm like, damn. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so cool. It's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. that uh -huh. must just run the gambit when. You send me the TikToks. That's so funny. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll try to slow it down. Do one a day instead of like I five. need to I need to do more again. I need to get back into it. I'm just in a down yes, again. It's so. just so fun. I haven't been making any and I need to as well. So anyways, we always talk about TikTok you have enough content saved in your drafts. You showed me to where you can be cranking out some fucking TikToks. I cannot post all those in my drafts. They're horrible. <laughs> Why? Why are they horrible? I don't know. Maybe I'll do a draft clean out. Yeah. So like even like a second or two seconds of them. Um, yeah, I've seen I could. some that use a lot of different clips from a yeah. lot. Yeah, I could. And your fam. So Thanksgiving, your family's all coming. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Did I tell you that my niece and nephews are coming too? Yes, you did last call? episode. Yeah. They're so, coming yeah. and you got your groceries and. <sighs> some a fucking Walmart delivery driver stole my groceries. Are you serious? Yeah. So did well, you file a complaint? Did you get your money back? So what happened was. What happened was. You know, we've talked about it. It's like hit or miss with the Walmart groceries with me with here. So I ordered some, you know, some, I'm ordering like stuff I remembered. Oh, I forgot this stuff. A little bit of time because I can't order. I don't want to make a delivery driver carry everything in right. order. So I, or, I've ordered a little at a time over the time. Right. But it said your or i got a message saying your order had been delayed and it was delivery was between 10 and 11 and um no i didn't get the order was your was delayed actually i got your drivers on the way and you've never used the, the delivery ride but it's the same as like doordash okay your, your order's on the way your driver's on the way and you can track them on their little app from when they're leaving the store to mm -hmm. when they're getting to your area and i watch that <clears throat> Because when, as soon as they get close, I am out there on the street. Right. You told, them. yeah, you told yeah, us that because last it's episode. A yeah. fucking bitch. I live in the French Quarter. Right. I get it. Right. <clears throat> so it said your driver's on the way. And I kept checking and it never showed them leaving the store area where the store is. And I was like, okay. And then all of a sudden 
um, I'm looking at my phone because we're all ready to go. Me, Robert, Isabel, because there's a bigger order. The right. turkeys. And I get this message said your driver Wait, arrived. You said turkeys? Yeah, because we so we fry turkeys. So we we get smaller ones to fry oh, them. Oh, okay. So so we ordered the two turkeys. Um, so and they're so good. Fried turkeys are the best show. If you ain't done them, you gotta do them. So I got this all of a sudden your driver has arrived. I'm like, oh fuck, let's go. But you you know my late on my apartment. We walked out immediately. It's, so we are outside within it's easy to get to one there too. Minute. Yeah, it's not even like I'm on the third from an apartment. I mean, I'm outside within one minute. <clears throat> Looking around you're this, outside within 30 seconds. Yeah. The street yeah. is empty. There's like there's not even a line of cars like you've seen sometimes lined up. Nothing, nobody. So I'm like, okay. So me, Robert, and Isabel all sitting out there, standing. I'm watching, watching the app, and then I hit, click track, and it says error tracking not available at this time. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So wait a few more minutes. It kept saying the same thing, and I said, okay, guys, y'all can, let's just go inside and wait. I've had this happen one time before, and when I try to contact Walmart customer service, they can't do anything until it's been one hour after your delivery window. So 10 right. to 11, I couldn't do anything till noon. So I'm inside. I keep getting this still tracking not available. So I finally reached out to Walmart customer service at noon, actually 1230. And they said, I did it through the chat thing. They said, and sorry, this is long winded, but y'all got to hear this motherfucking bullshit. Um, They said, oh yeah, it looks like the driver said that they couldn't find your house. They tried to deliver and couldn't find your house. So they're returning it to the store. I said, wait, no, no. That's a lie. I said, I am right. sitting outside. I've been outside my house. That yeah, you a- told us, you told us about that. Where we left off in the last episode was that you had, you're waiting for them to tell you that they couldn't cancel it until the, yeah. the groceries made it back to the store. Still. Yeah. I'm still waiting for it. I'm so they've stole they stole my groceries because so they didn't reimburse you at all. I have not seen it come through yet. No. So I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? I, I don't even know what to do. I would definitely get a hold of Walmart because they need to take care See, of that it. involves a phone call. And, uh, but if you want your money back. I know. I know. <sighs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> Son of a bitch. So, yeah, that's waiting. where I am with this is that um, got all my groceries. We're ready to go. Rocking and rolling. Ready to cook. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I'm bringing my grandmother and a pecan pie. That's from this, that Dr. Jane brought me today. <laughs> that's what Mel's cooking. Yeah, my mom cooks a... so good. So yeah. Yeah, it's mm. going to be fun. Good times. All right. You ready to get into my story? Fun was had ball and we laughed and we laughed. <laughs> we laughed and laughed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yes. What do you got? True crime, serial killer. What is it? Tell so me. It's a serial killer. I warned you guys last episode at the end. That is a kid killer. So I do apologize oh, in advance. If you bitch. don't want to hear this shit, get on off right now. That's but my I'm... newest. Um, that's my favorite saying now, by the way. Okay, son of a bitch. Oh. <laughs> hey, you look pretty. You look like the goth. You look like you're goth. <laughs> very white white (laughs) shit all right so it's about albert fish we saw Mm. some of his stuff when we were there at the murder museum of murder museum of death where do we go museum of death museum of death yes yeah so he Mm -hmm. um i knew we i thought we had talked about him but i know where i saw him at he's in my um coloring book my coloring with Mm -hmm. coloring book that's where i saw him at so um so yeah so we're gonna get right into this if you're ready Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Strapped in. Let's go. Okay. 
Well, you're still single. You got, oh, I'm, yeah, still single. <laughs> hmm. Taking applications, send them to Bell. <laughs> send them to gothambougiepodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to say stamp denied, stamp denied, <laughs> stamp denied. I mean, oh. there's been a few prospects, but I mean, I don't know. We'll see. All right. So Albert Fish is who we're talking about. So his real name is Hamilton Howard. He goes by Albert Fish. So we're actually birthday buddies. The same oh, wow. birthday, May 19th, 1870, though. So it was when he oh, was Oh, you look born. good for 1870. Right? Backtrack. Sorry, you know we do this. This little girl came in today. She was so cute. She's like, hi, my little sister's here to see Dr. Zhang. I'm not giving any patient information, so y'all don't report me to HIPAA. And I said, okay. She's uh, seven, six or seven. She said, I like your um, eyeshadow. I'm like, thank you. And I took my mask off. So, cause I'm behind glass and said, she was like, oh my gosh, your lipstick's so pretty. I have red lipstick on as usual. This little girl's like six or seven. Remember this. Okay. That's like Cute Naomi. Girl. Yep. That's like, yes. like that. And this is my little sister and she was here to see the skin doctor. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Cute. I said, I said, I bet you're five years old. She goes, no, I'm six. She said, you look like you're 81. <laughs> I said, no, I'm not so bitch. I said, well, thank you, sweetheart. You're really sweet, but I'm not 81. I'm 45. But I appreciate you guessing. No, my you should say I'm not 81. I'm actually 93. Our mom and dad were mortified. And of course, I'm just laughing about like it. That stuff doesn't bother me. I'm laughing about it. I'm like, hilarious. Well, thank you. I appreciate you telling me my age. Think what you think age I think I am. And I said, it's, she thought they're like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's fine. I love it. I'm fine. You're so fucking cute. Oh, yeah. So. I gave her a sucker at the end of lollipop. She was so cute. Yeah. Um, And then she, oh, and you would like this. She's like, her little sister is so cute too. She's like, I know why y'all have a Christmas tree out with presents. And I said, well, why do we? Because it's almost Christmas. And she liked this jazz hands Christmas. Like, I'm like, yes, it's almost Christmas. It's like, you could tell like her eyes, you could tell it was so magical for her to have a tree. I'm like, oh. Oh, how exciting. It was cute. They were cute. So that was my highlight. I got like a tablecloth that's coloring your own tablecloth for Thanksgiving because they're coming. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, I think Naomi would like that. I got some decorate decorate your own cookies and I'm like, I'm just so excited now because Naomi's coming. But no, and yes. and my and my nephews, in case they haven't listened to this, I love them very, very much. But there's just something about little girls, though. Just, yeah, <laughs> I'm like that with my niece. So, all right, so back to our story. Sorry, guys, I just I had to throw that out there because it was funny. So he was an American serial killer, child rapist, child murderer, and cannibal. He was an, also known as the Gray Man the werewolf of wisteria the brooklyn vampire hmm. the moon manic and the boogeyman mm-hmm. so i don't know what it is with werewolves my last the one moon was manic. werewolf yeah so like he that. once boasted that he had children in manic every or maniac sorry maniac i can't, <laughs> I can't read today <laughs> We are not surprised. Mel cannot read right now. We are not surprised. (laughs) He was a manic, though. He was crazy. Oh, shit. Listen, it's been a long day, like (laughs) as usual. I've worked. We've been crazy this week, so... I felt like I've spent in circles like the last two days. And tomorrow, tomorrow from 8 to 12, we literally have... 10 to 12 patients. Wow. Just me and Dr. Zhang. That's a lot. It doesn't seem like a lot. It's a lot with what we do. 
Anyways. Yeah, considering how long each, I can imagine how long each appointment takes. I've been there with my dad and from you nine only to have 12. an eight hour day. Oh, just from nine to 12? We have to be out of there by 12 because oh, Dr. Kwan has patients. Yeah. You have how many patients? 10, 10 to 12. Oh, fucking yeah, shit. but we have a couple of procedures and a couple of, yeah. Just tell a couple of them to take two aspirins and call on you. In the so morning. I just feel like I'm spending, that's how it was the last two days because everyone's trying to get in you know, because in a year and stuff. So anyways, so he once boasted that he had children in every state and at one time stated his number of victims was about 100. However, it isn't known whether he was referring to rapes, um, cannibalization, or is it a statement or if they know if it's even truth or not. Like he could just be exaggerating. He could be just bragging. They really don't know. Um, Because again, it was in the 1800s. You know, I mean, early 1900s late 800s there wasn't dna there wasn't i mean the kids probably did go missing you right, know we talked yeah, about that yeah yeah from back then that they just don't know where they went that, you was know? A, that was the time where it was heavy a lot of uh, child labor too yes so, yeah I mean, kids were out on their own yes and mm-hmm. i mean the great depression too was mm-hmm. starting by the time it, he was he died so right um he was a suspect definitely in at least five murders during his lifetime. He confessed to three murders that police were able to trace to a known homicide, and he confessed to stabbing at least two other people. He was apprehended on December 13th, 1934. So we're going to get into his crazy story now. All right. So he was born in Washington, D.C. Um, to his parents, Randall and Ellen. He was born Fish. to his parents? He was born to his parents. You're always giving me a hard time. His father was American of English ancestry, and his mother was Scottish Irish American. Mm-hmm. Belle has learned she's more Scottish than anything. She's just no, white, I'm white. less Scottish. That's why I posted less the Scottish. Okay. No, wait. Let's. You're let's more Scottish. Rephrase. Let's rephrase. I am more Scottish than anything else on my tree. My yes. original results were almost sixty percent. The the ancestry has recently updated the um results which it gives you updates according to uh-huh. as right, they I learn more and blah 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 23 yeah yeah so now mine's lower than it was so now it's okay. now i'm closer to 50 percent okay scottish and then below that 20 percent um english and european and then 14 percent irish you know what would be crazy because we digress here so i am irish and mostly british what if our what if our ancestors were friends it's possible. So what's your um, percentage? Like, what is your most percentage? Uh, I'd have to go back and look at it. I don't remember. Send it to me later. I want to know. I'm curious. What yeah, yeah. I'll it. send it to you. Because, yeah, it's just interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just where my brain goes because I like historical stuff and ancestry stuff. And what if our friends were friends? I mean, what, well, I what told are our you, friends? What if our ancestors Robert, were friends? I think I told you Robert and I found out that our, <clears throat> our ancestors at one point were related. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, but it was like a long time ago, like seven, 1600s, things like that. And y'all that. aren't having kids together. It's fine. No, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, anyways, okay, sorry, we digress. You guys know this. So, yeah, so his um, mom was Scottish, Irish, American. His father was 43 years older um, than his mother. Oh, wow. And 75 years old at the time of his birth. Holy shit. Yes. He was the youngest child and had three living siblings, Walter, Annie, and Edwin. He wished to be known as Albert after a dead sibling. And to escape the nickname Ham and Eggs that he was given at an orphanage in which he spent much of his childhood. His family had a history of mental illness. Well, obviously, his uncle suffered from mania, not, yeah, from mania. (laughs) It says mania. (laughs) One of his 
<laughs> One of his brothers was confined in a state mental hospital, and his sister Annie was diagnosed with a mental affliction, which they often, when they didn't know what was wrong with them, they just said they had a mental affliction. She could have been on her fucking period. She has a These are all from the same dad. Yes, they're all from the same I still dad. I can't get over this dude had a, a kid at 75. Uh-huh. When I'm Three other relatives. I want to be eating peach cobbler and ice cream and watching TV in my recliner. Yes. Well, and three other family relatives were diagnosed with mental illness as well. Mm. And his mother had oral and or visual hallucinations. Nice. She probably had fucking migraines. I to have know. the oral, you know, to have a child like that, though. <laughs> well, to have two, several kids like that and, yeah. you know, family members. His father, Randall, was a riverboat captain and by 1870, a fertilizer manufacturer. The elder fish died in 1875 at Washington 6th Street Station of a heart attack. The Congressional Cemetery records show that he died on October 16th, 1875, and was buried in Octo- on October 19th, 1875. Um, it gives us grave information. We don't need that. Fish's mother then put her son into St. John's Orphanage in Washington, where he was frequently abused because she just couldn't take care of the kids by herself. Mm-hmm, yeah. Fish remarked, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, he began to enjoy the physical pain that the beatings brought mm. of his time there at the orphanage. He remarked, I was there till I was nearly nine. And that's where I got where I start, got started wrong. We were unmercifully whipped. I saw boys doing many things that should not have been done. Mm-hmm. By 1880, his mother had a government job and was able to remove him from the orphanage. In 1882, at age 12, he began a relationship with a telegraph boy. The youth introduced Fish to such practices as drinking urine no. and eating feces. Two yeah, girls, nope, one cup. Nope, nope. I'm out <laughs> on that one. Two girls, one cup. I'm down for a lot of shit, but I am, I am out on that one. Uh-uh. Yeah. I'm the bacteria alone. You no. could get, eh. you could die. No. Fish eh. <laughs> <laughs> no. began visiting public baths where he could uh, watch other boys undress and spent a great portion of his weekends on those visits. <coughs> Throughout his life, he would write obscene letters to women whose names he acquired from classified advertising and matrimonial agencies. Okay. <laughs> By 1890, it's almost like the equivalent of sending an unsolicited dick pic, uh-huh. <laughs> which we don't like. You know what we do with those? Know, we take these, them and we show them to our friends. These we don't poor say, women, just got dicks. These, you know, we're like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So by 1890, he was 20 years old. He arrived in New York City. He said at that point he began a prost- to prostitute um, and began raping young boys. In 1898, his mother arranged a marriage for him with Anna. Mary Hoffman, who was nine years his junior. They had six children, Albert, Anna, Gertrude, Eugene, John, and Henry Fish. Throughout 1898, he worked as a house painter. He said he continued molesting children, mostly boys younger than six years old. Oh, God. He later recounted an incident in which a male lover took him to a waxworks museum where he fascinated by a bisection of a penis. After that, he became obsessed with sexual mutilation. In 1903, she has bangs. We have bangs. We don't have bangs. We have bangs again. 
she just put a bang head face and that's how I was looked at but I was like what who am I talking to so when we finally do post these videos on, videos on YouTube you guys are going to be dying laughing only going to get to do. see this shit that's why we need to make <laughs> only patrons get to see the videos because yes in 19 well they'll be able to see them on YouTube if they subscribe and pay to see them okay in 1903, he was arrested for grand larceny, convicted and incarcerated in Sing Sing, which is a horrible yeah, jail to be in. I've heard, yeah. Yes. So around 1910, while he was still working in Wilmington, Delaware, let me make sure I haven't skipped. Okay. Okay. Uh, Fish met a 19-year-old man named Thomas Kedden. He took Kedden to where he was staying, and the two began a relationship. It is unclear whether or not Fish forced Kedden to do the things that he forced him to do. But in his confession, he implies that the man was intellectually disabled. So not only was he oh. doing this to young boys, he was doing it to disabled people. Okay. After 10 days, Fish took Kedden to an old farmhouse where he began to torture him. The torture took place over two weeks. He eventually tied him up and cut off half of his penis. I shall never forget his scream, he says, or the look he gave me, he recalled later. He originally intended to kill Kedden, cut up his body, and take it home, but he feared the hot water would draw attention or draw attention to him. So instead, he poured peroxide all over the wound on his penis, wrapped it in a Vaseline-covered handkerchief, and left a $10 bill. He kissed Kedden goodbye and left. Then he took the, Belle's like losing her breath. Yes. Can you imagine having hydrogen peroxide poured over your half mutilated penis? Well, at least he wrapped it. 10 bucks. But at least he wrapped it in Vaseline and didn't just wrap it in the handkerchief because that would have stuck and burned later on once they weren't able to get it off. Oh my God. And I'm just saying because I know this because after (laughs) I kept my hand, let me tell you why I know this because after I kept my hand with the crock pot, Oh yeah, that was great. I wrapped it. I wrapped it with, um, I wet it, wrapped it with a wet cloth and it was bleeding so bad. I grabbed another cloth really fast, not thinking. And I wrapped it with a dry cloth and it was stuck to my hand. So at least the Vaseline like caused it to not stick to the wound. So I'm just saying, I know I'm morbid. Sorry guys. You know this. If you've been listening, run episode. Did, Did you get pain relief before they ripped it off? Now it had to soak it in water and then eventually just take it off as the morphine was going into it. But I was had to do it before like it set in. So it was pretty painful. Mm-hmm. Oh my Jesus. Yes. I have to cough. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. So let's just back down here. Back to the story. And then <laughs> So then he took the first train he could get back home, never heard what became of him or tried to find out, he said. So we don't know if he's dead or alive. And it, I mean, they probably found the body and I don't know if he had any kind of ID on him or anything. So he's probably a John Doe. Well, know? I mean, he could have, he could, he could have lived. He could have lived. Who knows? So in January, 1917, his wife wound up leaving him. For John Straub, he's a handyman who boarded with the Fish family. Fish then had to raise his children as a single parent because this crazy lady not only left him with another left with another man, but left him with all his kids. This crazy man with all their fucking kids. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. So after his arrest, he told a newspaper that when his wife left him, she took nearly every possession the family owned, 
which I seriously doubt that because he's very narcissistic Mm, and he's a sociopath so and psychopath he began to have auditory auditory hallucinations like his mother he once wrapped himself in a carpet saying that he was following the instructions of John the apostle because he told him to wrap himself in a carpet what do you say act like a hot dog and get in a carpet (laughs) what the fuck oh it was about this time that fish began to indulge in self-harm he would embed needles into his groin and Adam. Oh, I remember. Okay, yeah. We so if you guys go to New Orleans, mm-hmm, go yeah, there because there is an X-ray picture up on the wall on the um, Museum of Death. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. There's a picture hanging up that shows an X-ray of all these fucking needles embedded into his pelvis yeah. area, pelvic area. Oh my fucking god. Yeah, so if you've never been to the Museum of Death, y'all need to go if you go to New Orleans. And so there's a whole section on him with like all this, you know, yes. different letters. Like they'll 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 show that stuff. They're like letters they may have written in prison or documentation of stuff. So it's it's really fucking cool. I remember this one now. I remember looking at that X-ray with you and being like, what "You're like you fuck? need to do this story." I'm surprised you haven't done this story. He could. You said. I'm surprised you haven't done this story. He kills kids. And then you like turn on a cat walking. I'm like, oh, this okay. is one of the big, let me look into this. This is one of the more well-known ones. Um, and it, like he was in that deck of cards. And I think we're about to go in season three. We're both going to be doing some of the more bigger named ones. Yeah, because, yeah absolutely. Yeah, they need so, to be done. Yes. So um, after his arrest, <laughs> x-rays revealed that fish had at least 29 needles lodged into his pelvic region. 29 needles but and he wasn't a, needles guys he ass. he wasn't a big man he was a very petite small man he wasn't heavy set or anything like he was like 29 needles can you imagine that belly. sticking needles <gasps> up your butthole mm. makes your butthole tighten he yeah. also hit <laughs> <laughs> makes you pucker up he also hit himself repeatedly with a nail studded paddle and inserted wool dows with lighter fluid into his anus and set it on fire. <laughs> so yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh-huh. He caught his ass on fire. Mm-hmm. While Fish was never thought <coughs> to have physically attacked or abused his own children, he did encourage them and their friends to paddle his butt with the same nail studded paddle he his used to abuse kids. himself. Mm-hmm. He soon developed a growing obsession with cannibalism, often preparing himself a dinner consisting solely of raw meat and sometimes serving it to his children. So about 1919, he, sta- he um, fish stabbed in an um, intellectually disabled boy in Georgetown, Washington, DC. He chose people who were either mentally handicapped or African-American as his victims, explaining that he assumed these people would not be missed when killed. Fish later claimed to have occasionally paid boys to procure other children for him Mm, to get them off the street or if he saw someone that was disabled Mm -hmm. or African-American to get them to come to him. He tortured, mutilated, and murdered young children with his implements of hell, a meat cleaver, a butcher knife, and a small handsaw. On July 11th, 1924, Fish found eight-year-old Beatrice Kill playing alone on her parents' farm on Staten Island, New York. He offered her money to come and help Wait, him look. I'm so sorry. You have to get Charlie down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. You guys can't see this. I'm trying to listen intently to this story, right? Because it's Charlie, really funny, man. 
And then her dog gets up right behind her and just like looks over at the kid. He's got his hands on my, his paw, his hands. Looking right his... over your shoulder at me. And I'm just like, hey, He's looking outside. Let me actually close these because it's dark now and That's I don't want funny. people seeing me. <laughs> He's listening to my story. He, it's he heard. Like, it's almost he heard like, Rami. What? <laughs> Rami, what? <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay, I'm sorry. Eight-year-old. You're talking about the eight-year-old. So he found um, eight-year-old Beatrice Kell playing alone at her parents' farm in Staten Island, New York. He offered her money to come and help him look for rhubarb. She was about to leave the farm when her mother chased fish away. Fish left but returned later to the cow's barn, where he tried to sleep but was discovered by Beatrice's father. Beatrice's Beatrice. I don't know how you say it. Beatrice. Beatrice. uh, Father and forced to leave. So three days later, <clears throat> he killed Francis McDonald, also on Staten Island. So he did never hurt Beatrice. He she got away. Good. During 1924, <coughs> the 50-year-old fish, suffering from psychosis, felt that God was commanding him to torture and sexually mutilate children because that's what God does. He says, All the children come to me. All, yeah. Jesus says, All the children come to me. And he's saying, All the children come to me so I can torture and sexually mutilate children. Yeah. I seriously doubt that, buddy. Okay. Shortly before his, ab- um, his abduction of Grace Bud, which was what he got caught for, Fish attempted to test his implements of hell on a child <clears throat> he had been molesting named Cyril Quinn. Quinn and his friend were playing box ball on a sidewalk when Fish asked them if they had eaten lunch. <clears throat> when they said they had not, he invited them into his apartment for sandwiches. While the two boys were wrestling on Fish's bed, they dislodged his mattress. Underneath was a knife, a handsaw, and a meat cleaver. Mm. They became frightened and ran out of the apartment. So then he remarried on February 6, 1930. He didn't do anything. They got away. They got away. Luckily, they got away. But he had been molesting them already, so he had done enough to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So on February 6, 1930, now he isn't divorced. His wife left him for another man, but they are right, divorced. right. <clears throat> so he remarried on February 6, 1930, in Waterloo, New York, to Estella Wilcox, but divorced after only one week. Hmm. He was arrested in May 1930 for sending an obscene letter to a woman who answered an ad- um, advertisement for a maid. Following that arrest, and once in one in 1931, he was sent to the Bellevue Psychiatric Hospital for observation, which is where he should have remained mm-hmm. and not gotten out. So that was in 1930. So we're going to backtrack a little bit now and talk about the murder of Grace Bud, which happened May 25th, 1928. Fish saw a classified um, advertisement in the Sunday edition in the New York world that read, young man, 18, wishes position <clears throat> um, in the country, Edward Bud, 406 West 15th Street. On May 28th, Fish, then 58 years old, visited the Bud family in Manhattan under the pretense of hiring Edward. He later confessed that he planned to tie Edward up, mutilate him, and leave him to bleed to death. He introduced himself as Frank Howard, a farmer from Farmingdale, New York. He promised to hire Bud and his family, excuse me, and his friend Willie, and said he would send for them in a few days. Fish failed to show up, but he sent a telegram to the Bud family apologizing and set a later date. When Fish returned, he met um, Edward's younger sister, Grace Bud. He apparently changed his intended victim from Edward to Grace and quickly wow. made up a story about having to attend his niece's birthday party. He convinced the parents 
Deliah Flanagan and Albert Budd the first to let Grace accompany him to the party that what evening. The, fuck? the elder Albert Budd was a porter for the United States <clears throat> Equitable Life Assurance Society. Grace had a younger sister, Beatrice, two older, that must have been a popular name, two older brothers, mm-hmm. Edward and George, and a younger brother, Albert Budd II. Grace left with fish that day, but never returned. The police arrested 66-year-old Superintendent Charles Edward Pope on September 5th, 1930, as a suspect in her disappearance. Accused by Pope's estranged wife, he, sent one, he spent 108 days in jail between his arrest and trial on December 22nd, 1930. He was found not guilty. So November 1934, so that happened in 1928. He remarried in 1930. Right. He was arrested in 1931 and sent to the psychiatric hospital. So now we're going to fast forward back to 1934. Um, An anonymous letter was sent to Grace's parents, which ultimately led to the police to fish. Uh, Mrs. Budd was illiterate and could not read the letter herself. Mm -hmm. So she had her son read it to her. The unaltered letter complete with Fish's misspellings and grammatical errors reads. And I think this letter was hanging up in the Museum of Death. My dear Mrs. Budd, in 1894, a friend of mine shipped as a dock hand as a deck hand on the steamer Tacoma Captain John Davis they sailed from San Francisco to Hong Kong China on arriving there he and two others went ashore and got drunk when they returned the boat was gone at that time there was a famine in China meat of any kind was from a dollar to three dollars a pound so great was the suffering among the uh, the very poor that all children under 12 were sold to the butchers to be cut up and sold for food in order to keep others from starving a boy or girl under 14 was not safe in the street you could go in any shop and ask for steak chops or stew meat part of the naked body of a boy or girl would be brought out and just just what you wanted cut from it a boy or girl's behind um which is the sweetest part of the body and sold as veal cutlet brought the highest price oh my god john yes mm-hmm. john stayed there so long he acquired a taste for human flesh on his return to new york he stole two boys one seven one eleven took them to his home stripped them naked tied them in a closet and then burned everything they had on Several times every day and night, he spanked them, tortured them to make their meat good and tender. First, he killed the 11-year-old boy because he had the fattest ass and, of course, the most meat on it. Every part of his body was cooked and eaten except head, bones, and guts. He was roasted in the oven, all of his ass boiled, broiled, fried, and stewed. The little boy was next, went the same way. At that time, I was living at 409 East 100 Street, rear right side. He told me so often how good human flesh was. I made up my mind to taste it. So on on Sunday, June the 3rd, 1928, I called on you at 406 West 15th Street, brought you pot cheese, strawberries. We had lunch. Grace sat in my lap and kissed me. I made up, I made my mind, uh, I made up my mind to eat her on the pretense of taking her to a party. You said yes, she could go. I took her to an empty house in Westchester I had already picked out. When we got there, I told her to remain outside. She picked wildflowers while I was while she was waiting. I went upstairs and stripped all my clothes off. I knew if I did not, I would get her blood on them. When all was ready, I went to the window and called her. Then I hid in a closet until she was in the room. 
when she was, when she saw me naked, all naked, she began to cry. And I tried and tried to run downstairs. I grabbed her and she, be, and um, she said she would tell her mama. First, I stripped her naked. And how did she kick, bite and scratch me? I choked her to death, then cut her into small pieces so I could take my meat to my rooms, cook and eat it. How sweet and tender her little ass was roasted in the oven. I, it took me nine days to eat her entire body. I did not fuck her, though, so don't worry. God. I could have. I had wished. She died a virgin. This is the letter she wrote to the mom. Can you imagine getting this letter as a mom and yeah. your son is fucking reading it because you cannot read? Yeah. Your child is reading about their sister mm -hmm. being murdered in this way. I just can't imagine a parent getting, I mean, I just can't imagine. I mean, I understand it could probably bring closure to a family, but the, to have that kind of closure. Well, what's, what's, what's really sad too is that the fucker got pleasure in writing the letter and sending it. Exactly. He's a narcissistic yes. asshole. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it probably didn't even phase him what he was writing. It probably mm -hmm. had no, it's like, okay, I'm going to write this letter now. Yeah. Not if even anything, knowing it brought what he's him writing. pleasure to describe it again. Yes, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. Um, police investigated the letter. Um, it was concerning Captain Davis and the fam famine in Hong Kong could not be verified. The part of the letter concerning the murder of Grace, however, was found to be accurate in its description of the kidnapping and subsequent events, although it was impossible to confirm whether or not fish had actually eaten parts of Grace's body. So the letter was delivered in an envelope that had a small hexagonal emblem in the letters NYPCBA representing New York Private Chauffeurs Benevolent Association. A janitor at the company told the police he had taken some of the um, stationary home, but left it in his rooming house. Um, so that's why the janitor was arrested, because he had some of the letters, the same letters. Oh, yeah. So um, taken it to a stationary home, but left at his rooming house uh, at 200 East 52nd Street, where he moved out. The landlady of the rooming house said that Fish checked out um, of that room a few days earlier. She said that Fish's son sent him money and he had asked her to hold the next check for him. So William F. King was the chief investigator for the case. He waited outside the room until Fish returned. Fish agreed to go to the headquarters for questioning, then um, brandished, brandished, brandished a razor blade. King disarmed uh, Fish and took him to police headquarters. So was he police trying to kill the cop or kill himself. Um, you know, he just had it doesn't say what he had. I'm assuming hmm. he had maybe a knife or something. Well, or if he had just a razor blade, but I just yeah, so he says. may have had the razor blade, but you also had, you know, that saw the uh, his right. health, his stuff from hell. So um he made no attempt to deny the murder of Grace Bud, saying that he meant to go to the house to kill Grace's brother Edward, kind of told him the whole fucking story. He said it never even entered his head to rape the girl, but he later claimed to his attorney that while kneeling on Grace's chest and strangling her, he did have two involuntary ejaculations. Mm -hmm. So this information was used at trial to make the claim that kidnapping was sexually motivated, thus avoiding any men uh, mention of cannibalization. So, yeah, so um, after he was arrested, it, you know, it all came to light that Francis McDonald, during the night of July 14th, 1924, he was a nine-year-old. He was reported missing as well by his parents. He failed to return home after playing catch with friends in the Port Richmond neighborhood of Staten Island. 
Um, they did search for his body and he was found hanging by a tree in a wooded area near his home. Mm-hmm. He had been sexually assaulted and was strangled. And then um, with the suspenders, according to an autopsy, um, he also suffered extensive lacerations to his legs, abdomen, and his left hamstring. And he also entirely been stripped of his flesh. How many? Almost entirely stripped of his flesh. How many did he kill? So he claims to kill up to 100. There's only been five that they've actually been able to find the bodies and right okay you know, I mean, he probably left him like he did he left him everywhere you know yeah, they, don't, yeah. they can't there wasn't dna i mean <laughs> right you know so um so there's that there's that a young man unfortunately that child mm. um and that's how he got to known as the gray man um because of the murder that's how he became known as the gray man because some people had seen him they just said it was a gray man right right then on february 11th 1927 a three-year-old billy beaton and his 12-year-old brother were playing in the apartment hallway in brooklyn with four-year-old billy gaffney when the 12-year-old left for his uh, apartment both younger boys uh, disappeared beaton was found later on the roof of the apartments when asked what happened to gaffney beaton said the boogeyman took him Hmm. gaffney's body was never discovered it was never has never been recovered discovered it's just he's gone initially serial killer peter kazanowski uh, was a suspect in the boy's murder then joseph mechin a a, um, motorman on a brooklyn trolley saw a picture of fish in a newspaper and identified him as the boogeyman um so it's just sad it's just so sad um the boy was not wearing a jacket um was crying for his mother and was dragged by the man on and off the trolley Bean's description of the boogeyman matched fish um so police matched the description of the child to gaffney so he's you know after he's arrested they're pinning that they're finding all these cold cases actually right right so his confession was i brought him to the riker avenue dumps there's a house that stands alone not far from where i took him i took the g-boy there stripped him naked and he's four years old yeah four years old stripped him naked and tied his hands and feet and gagged him with a piece of dirty rag <clears throat> I picked out of the dump. Then I burned his clothes, threw his shoes in the dump. Then I walked back and took trolley to 59th Street at 2 a.m. and then walked home from there. Next day, about 2 p.m., I took tools, a good heavy cat of nine tails, homemade, short handle, cut one of my belts in half, and slit these um, half and six strips about eight inches eight inches long. So I whipped he, his bear behind. He liked, to, he liked to document his shit. Oh, he was sadistic as well, yes. I whipped his bear behind till the blood ran from his legs. I cut, <clears throat> I cut off his ears, nose, slit his mouth from ear to ear, gouged out his eyes. He was dead then. I stuck the knife in his belly and held, his, held my mouth to his body and drank his blood. I picked up, I picked up uh, four-year-old potato sacks and gathered a pile of stones. Then I cut him up and had a grip. Sorry, it's a hard, it's a hard story to read. Well, I was about to old. ask you, like, yeah, I, I, I had to hear any more about what he wrote. Yeah, so he he, he like, does can you just tell us like the overview of what he did and. So this is his like, confession to the police that he's telling them. Yeah. Yeah. It's so I can't imagine so, you reading it. It's yeah, it's hard to read. So um, I'm just going to go to the very end. I never ate any roast turkey that tasted half as good as his sweet little fat behind it. Ate every bit of the meat in four days. His little monkey was 
his little monkey was as sweet as a nut, but his peewees I could not chew, threw them in the toilet. So Gaffney's mother, Elizabeth, visited Fish and Sing Sing, accompanied by Detective King and two other men. She went to ask him about her son's death, but Fish refused to speak to her. Fish began to weep and asked to be left alone. After two hours of asking him questions poor, through his lawyer, baby. James Dempsey, Miss Gaffney gave up. She still was still unconvinced that Fish was her son's killer. She still mm. believes that someone else did it. But he told in detail what he did. It was so detailed that there's no way that he's not the killer. Hmm. I wonder why she doesn't believe it. Yeah. So the trial for murder of um, Grace Budd began on March 11th, 1935 in White Plains, New York. Frederick P. Close presided as judge. And um, Gallagher was a prosecuting attorney. Fish's defense counsel was James Dempsey, a former prosecutor and the one-time mayor new york the trial lasted for 10 days fish pleaded insanity of course he did of course. and claimed yeah, to have heard voices from god telling him to kill <laughs> children several several psychiatrists testified about fish's sexual fetishes which included um sadism ma uh, masochism masochism um flagellation exhibitionism voyeurism <sighs> pickerism P-I-Q-U-E-R-I-S-M, Pickerism, Cannibalism, God, Coprophagia, Europilia, Hematolagnia, Pedophilia, Necrophilia, and Infibulation. So every fetish, everything. Pickerism. Dempsey and his, so it's P.I. The sexual interest in this is the um the pins in the butt sexual interest in penetrating the skin of another person with sharp sharp, sharp objects sorry so pins yeah so Dempsey in his um summation noted that fish was a psych a psychiatric phenomenon oh, yeah and that nowhere in legal or medical records was there another individual who possessed so many sexual abnormalities wow. The defense's chief expert witness was Frederick Wortham, a psychiatric, um, a psychiatrist, sorry, with an um, emphasis on child development, who conducted psychiatric examinations for the New York criminal courts. During two days of testimony, he explained Fish's obsession with religion and specifically his uh, preoccupation with his biblical story of Abraham and Isaac. Yes, mm, okay. he believed the similarity, sacrificing a boy would be penance for his own sins, and that if that act itself was wrong, angels would prevent it if God did not approve. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So, none of the jurors doubted that Fish was insane, but um, ultimately, what as one later explained, they felt that um, should they felt should that oh my god i can't talk anymore they felt he should be executed anyway yeah they found him to be sane and guilty and the judge sentenced him to, um to death by electrocution which he definitely deserved more than that mm -hmm. they should have left the pins in him i wonder if they did when they electrocuted him. <laughs> just saying that would have been like oh a little he would have had like yeah <laughs> a little bit of extra fireworks he arrived at prison in march 1935 and was executed on january 16th 1936 in the electric chair in Sing Sing. He entered the chamber at 1106 and was pronounced dead three minutes later. He was buried Wait, in the- What time did he enter the prison? And what, I mean, what day, day, what year and what year did he die? 
How long was he? In he prison? arrived in prison in March 1935. He was mm -hmm. executed in 1936. And oh. so he, he only he only got to live another year of his life and they yeah. Good, yeah. quick. I hate I hate when they get to really just live on death row now the way it is now. Yeah. Yeah. So they actually left the, the fucker. There. But they actually left the needles in him. So we're going to get into that here. Fast. Oh, they did? So, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to tell you earlier. So he, uh, he, he died within three minutes. Um, he was, he's buried in the Sing Sing Prison Cemetery. It's said to have helped the executioner position the um, electrodes on his body. Fish is said to have helped the electricianer. Oh, my God. Electricianer. Executioner <laughs> position the electrodes on his body. <laughs> to be electrocuted Take it took two jolts before a fish died creating the rumor that the apparatus that short-circuited um so short-circuited was because of the needles that he inserted into his pelvic area so it's rumored that later regarded as untrue um that fish reportedly died in the same fashion and time frame as others in the electric chair so I don't know what that means, but so um, at a meeting with reporters after, after the execution, his attorney revealed that he was in possession of the client's final statement. This amounted to several pages of handwritten letters that oh, Fish apparently penned as the hours just prior to the death, which pressed like as the, a simple really? journalist to reveal the document's um, content, contents. Dempsey refused, stating, I will never show it to anyone. It is the most filthy string of obscenities that I have ever read in my entire life. Good. I hope you burned them. So the victims that are known are Francis X. McDonald, age 8, 1924, July uh, 15, 1924. Billy Gaffney, age 4, and 1927. Grace Bud, um, age 10, 1928. Suspected. Um, that they he never confessed to Emma Richardson, age five in 1926, Yetta um, Abramowitz, um, age 12, 1927, Robin Jane Liu, age six, May 2nd, Mary Ellen O'Connor, age 16, February 15th, 1932, Benjamin Collings, age 17, in 1932. So there was a documentary released about him in 2007, directed by John um, Borowski. Um, and then there's also um, a film called The Gray Man um, that was released in 2007 as well. Hmm. So that's it. That's my crazy story on that is crazy. I've read about him before. I've not done a whole, like I haven't read over much. There's a couple that I can tell a lot about because I've read so much on them. But like I've read his story once and it was fucked up. It's very he's fucked not, up. Yeah, that is it, he was clearly, clearly not meant for this earth. He had to go. Uh, no, no, yeah. no. Had to go. Mm -mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and the mental health issues that they had in the family, just his mm -hmm. mom, his dad, you know, obviously had some as well. And you know, uh, I mean, I don't know. His dad was older. I'm not saying this happened, but maybe he did abuse his mom, you know, maybe. I mean, because it was allowed back then, mm -hmm. you know, it was what men were in charge of yeah. everything, sure you know, were. so yeah. I mean, yeah, fucked up. Um, you know, in that yeah. time frame, so, but that's Damn. my crazy story. Thank y'all for listening. And it was a little longer, but it was a great story that I needed to get right. out there. So there you go. It's seriously depressing. Now I'm all depressed and shit. I gotta go make, I'm going to eat steak. pizza. <laughs> All right, guys, go to our Instagram, go to our Instagram. Well, I'm going to cook. 
a frozen pizza because I don't have anyone to cook for here. I know what to cook for me. So go to our steak. Go to our Instagram, Facebook. Um, what else? Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, on Patreon. Patreon. Yes, YouTube, follow us on no, our not YouTube yet. Yeah, we have a YouTube channel, but it's not up yet. Um, it's up, but there's nothing on it. Go to our um, TikToks, Hell's Bells, 1331. Mm-hmm. I'm Mel Titsworth. Find us on Instagram. That's it, guys. I think Thanks. if they go to our Gotham Bougie Instagram, they can find us. Yeah, we're else. tagged on there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, you ready? Wait. No, I'm not. <laughs> All right. You ready? Nope. Have to find the button so I can click it fast. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. All right. Y'all come, come back, back now. now. You're, You're here. here. Ding, ding. Bye. <laughs>